The Mariners are back in Seattle for their first homestand of 2022. We're going to get you set for their big weekend series against the Astros and more here on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, April 15th, 2022, and this is the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Happy Jackie Robinson Day. Happy Mariners Home Opener Day. A lot of fun stuff happening. Hopefully, my audio is in sync with my video today. Apologies for yesterday's episode. Not sure what happened there. So hopefully that's fixed itself today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. And you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez at Z-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week week visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you want more of us and if this is your first time joining us here on locked on mariners welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell give this video a thumbs up and tell your friends tell your enemies tell whoever you want to tell to come check us out we greatly appreciate it so colby mariners are finally done with their midwest nightmare they are home for the next 10 games, they got the Astros, the Rangers, and the Royals coming up. Astros first here for a big weekend series. Three games set tonight. Marco Gonzalez opens things up for the Mariners against Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi in his first start against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim last week. Four innings pitched, uh, six hits allowed, two earned Two earned runs, two strikeouts, uh, no walks. In his career against the Mariners at T-Mobile Park, the Mariners are hitting 213 against him with a 299 on base percentage, 377 slugging percentage. That's in seven games. He has struck out pretty much a batter per nine innings, 3.6 walks per nine. What are you hoping to see out of Marco? And what are you hoping to see uh, out of the bats against Odorizzi, who they've, well, not really this group of hitters for the Mariners, but the Mariners organization as a whole has struggled against. Yeah. Um, for Marco, basically you're looking for the exact opposite of what he did in Minnesota. Um, give your team a chance here. Again, it's a right-handed heavy lineup. Um, you know, there are a few more lefties in there like Brantley and, and, and Tucker. So, um, but I mean, it's not like those guys are exactly breaks. Uh, so yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, uh, you know, throw strikes. You're going to have to get that cutter in. You're going to have to command the cutter. Uh, it's going to be a huge pitch tonight. Uh, the cutter and the changeup uh, in particular against the righties. Then he'll probably need the curveball against the lefties, um, but we'll see. But, yeah, his last outing, he just couldn't get the cutter uh, where it needed to be. He kind of left it middle of the plate or he would overthrow it and it wouldn't end up high. So he's he's got to get back to where he, where he usually is. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does uh, because, again, you know, it's it's there, there, are, there are some – questions about Marco. Now a lot of people are, are freaked out. Um, and you know, he didn't get off to a great start last year and now he's coming home to make the first home start of the year in a season with incredible expectations. Mm. Is he going to be amped up? Is he going to, you know, overthrow again? Uh, what's, what's going to happen? How is Marco going to handle, uh, that situation? So, uh, but yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll see pretty early on if he can get that cutter in on the hands of the righties, uh, throw the change up for strikes. Um, then I, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll at least keep them in the game. 
but if not, you know, it's one of those situations where he might have to wear it a little bit. The bullpen's in pretty good shape, and they do have the off day on Monday, so they don't have to completely sacrifice this game. But if they get down early, um, then, yeah, Marco might have to, you know, just use as many of his 85, 90 pitches as he can to get as many outs as he can. Um, but, yeah, we'll see pretty early on, I think. If he can get the cutter off the inside corner, get some swings on it, then I think he's going to be in pretty good shape. And then the offense against uh, Odorizzi. <laughs> um, how about a double followed by another double? Like, can you just get back to back doubles? That'd be nice. Yeah. Like, not rely on the home run ball. Um, not rely on Mitch Haniger getting a, a cookie of a pitch did over the over the fence. Um, that'd be nice. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Again, they're at home. First home game. There's a lot of excitement for this one. Um, so. Yep. It'll be kind of interesting to see how they handle that emotionally. Jesse Winker, obviously, first time playing in Seattle. Um, Adam Fraser, Julio, yeah, yeah, uh, Suarez, like a lot of a lot of new faces. Um, so we'll see how they all handle that. Uh, Odorizzi is is kind of, you know, um, Alex Cobb or Dylan Bundy. I forget which. I always get those two mixed up. Dylan Bundy, right? Um, mm. Yes, he's kind of similar to Bundy in that he doesn't have overwhelming stuff, um, but you know throw strikes for the most part. He goes right after guys. Um, so they should have a chance to score runs. But again, the offense, aside from the last game in Chicago, and even then there were issues, hasn't been great. So uh, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to see them continue to kind of do what they've been doing. They're taking plenty of walks. They're not really striking out. Just a matter of you know actually getting the big hits when you need them um, because their approach has been, for the most part, fine with, with some exceptions. Um couple come to mind right away, but whatever. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just you know, keep keep taking those borderline pitches. Look for a pitch you can drive. Except when you get it, let's try not missing it today. That would be a, that would be a huge step. A lot of fun stuff happening at the ballpark tonight. Ichiro throwing out first pitch, and as we have now learned from Kevin Martinez, Ichiro is going to come out in his full 2001 uniform to throw this first pitch. To a special guest catcher, any guesses mm-hmm. as to who they who that might be? Because it might be King Griffey Jr. I know that's kind of the popular answer here, but he was also in New York City this morning. Obviously, that's, that's not impossible for him to make the trip out to Seattle and get there by first right. pitch tonight. Yeah. But uh, any other guesses other than the kid? I don't. It feels like it almost has to be because Griffey is the guy who started this tradition. Uh, well, I mean. Jackie Robinson started, but you know what I mean? Like this tradition of a- April 15th, every player in major league baseball, wears the number 42? This was Griffey's idea 25 years ago. It's also the 25th anniversary. We love tens and fives in this, you know, in our culture, basically. Um, so the 25th anniversary carries more significance than the 24th. Um, so I don't, I feel like it almost has to be Griffey, but again, yeah, he was in New York this morning. Um, I don't know, you know, how, I don't know exactly when the, the how the time frame lines up, but it is about a six hour flight. Um, so yeah, it, it would be a pretty uh, tight uh, tight crunch there. Um, the other thing I think back is maybe somebody from the two thousand one team, um, mm-hmm. Edgar Martinez possibly. Um, it could be. I mean, it's it's not going to be Lou Pinella, uh, although I I would like to hear from Lou. I know he's not in great health. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Cameron maybe. 
Yeah. Might be an interesting Dan Wilson. One. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it's kind of weird to me that you would say there's a special guest and then not tell them, not tell people who it is. If it's not one of the big guys, you right. know, if it's not Griffey or Edgar, could it be Felix? I mean? Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah. They, I mean, they didn't really play with each other that long, but if it's not specifically important to Ichiro, yeah, then it could be Felix. Um, it could be Kyle Seeger. Because I, 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 I feel like there. I feel like if it was going to be special to Ichiro, they would do that during Ichiro weekend rather than for opening yeah. day. I feel like opening day is probably more of a celebration of the Mariners in general. Could it be yeah. Kyle Seeger? That's I mean, what I, I, know yeah. the, I mean, I mean, like I know the relationship with Jerry Depoto is not great, but <laughs> uh, and that's that's being generous there, but maybe he's got a decent enough relationship with the organization or enough respect for the organization, the only organization he ever played for to come back. He didn't show much respect last year. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like it feels to me like if it's not Griffey, there's no point in teasing it like, like he did. Um, right. But Hey, you know, if it's Edgar, that's great. If it's Felix, that's great. Um, you know, if it's, my Cameron, that's great, but it just feels like Griffey's the only one that would would require a tease, and he also just makes the most sense. So, if it's not him, I'm gonna guess it's Mike Cameron. Kind of try and tie into that 2001 team again. Yeah, um, and, you know, Cami is is around already. We know that, like he's not across yeah. the country. Um, so, I, I think Mike Cameron might be an interesting one, um, but. Yeah, I think I think a dark dark horse would be Felix, but he hasn't technically retired yet. You know what I mean? So sure, but he's yeah. not he's not pitching. So yeah, that'd be fun. I I'll say this: I think Felix would be the most fun for the fans. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Griffey makes the most sense by far. Um, yeah, and then I guess the other one that's kind of being thrown around out there right now is Kenji Jojima. Um, okay, but that uh, that I, I like mean, Kenji. Like, yeah, no, I, I like, I like Kenji too, but it's also like, is that Isn't much that of a special huge of a surprise? Guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean? yeah. Maybe it's Iwakuma. Like, Maybe that would be cool. Yeah, I just, I just feels like that's more about the the Japanese connection than it is, uh, you know, uh, Jackie Robinson Day or Opening Day. Um, it just feels like it has to be like a potential Hall of Famer or somebody who's right. in the Hall of Fame, and that to me, it just it, everything says it should be Griffey. But it might not be able to be. And if it's not, then I hope it's Felix or Mike Cameron. Um, those those are two of my favorite players of all time, too. So that'll work. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, now I'm interested to see who who's, catches the first pitch. So they got me there. I'll give Kevin <laughs> Martinez credit. I'm going to tune into the first pitch now. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see because, like, there's definitely a lot of possibilities there. There's obviously the big obvious one with, with Griffey. But... <laughs> I don't know. I'm really into the idea of it being Felix. I think it would be cool too if it was Seager. Um, you know, last last game played at T-Mobile Park was his last game uh, for him to uh, open up the season, catching the first pitch from Ichiro. That would be uh, that would be neat. Um, all right, let's let's go back to the Astros real quick. Um, they are four and two. Um, lost to the Diamondbacks. Lost to the Angels. Justin Verlander is going to be on the bump. Tomorrow, you're going to be at that game. Uh, Chris Flexen going for the Mariners. Verlander making his second start since uh, recovering from Tommy John's surgery. First start of the year against the Angels. Five innings pitched. One earned run. It was a home run. Solo shot. Seven strikeouts. Three walks. And uh, he got a bit lucky in that start, didn't he? 
Yeah, um, lots of hard contact for Verlander. Um, his expected ERA was six two six. So you know you can kind of do the math there yourself. Um, four runs over five is kind of what the expected numbers would be. Uh, like I said, gave up a lot of hard contact. It's early. Um, it's when you're coming off of Tommy John, typically the, the first thing you get back is your raw stuff and velocity. Mm-hmm. The last thing you get back is control and command. And that's kind of what it appears his first, uh, his first start indicated. Um, three walks are kind of out of character over five innings, uh, lots of hard contact. So, uh, quite a few barrels as well. Uh, didn't generate nearly as many whiffs or a high chase rate either. So it just, it looks to me from somebody who doesn't know, you know, anything about Justin Verlander's rehab that he's tip where, right where most guys typically are the first year they come back from Tommy John, where it just takes a little while to find, to find control and command yeah. and be consistent with it. Um, that's typically what it is. It's a feel thing. Um, and it usually comes back. Sometimes it takes a couple weeks. Sometimes it takes a year. So we'll see what we get from Verlander, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, the numbers are a little bit deceiving based on how he pitched in Anaheim, um, but uh-huh. he still threw the ball pretty well. And then real quick, Matt Brash making his second career start on Sunday. Gave tickets away to that game, main level tickets. Shout out to uh, Quentin Johnson, who won those. Hope he has a great time. Probably listening right now. Hope you have a great time, Quentin. Uh, you and whoever you are taking along. Uh, and then Jose Urquidy taking the bump for the Astros. Let's uh, let's talk about Brash real quick here, though. Um, how is he? You know, what do you want to see from him attacking this kind of lineup? Obviously, already went up against a really good lineup of the White Sox. A little bit hurt, but still, uh, you know, still really good lineup with Eloy Jimenez and, and Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, etc. Uh, but now he's got to go up against guys like Michael Brantley, Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, etc. What do you want to see out of uh, Matt Brash? Uh, just keep being aggressive. Uh, go right after mm-hmm. these guys. Trust your stuff. Um, it'd be nice to see him get some whiffs on on the fastball. Uh, he mm-hmm. didn't have any in his last start. Um, relied heavily on the slider and the, and the knuckle curve, which is going to be a running theme, and it's it's a good one. So why wouldn't you? Um, but yeah, I would like to see him just you know remain aggressive. Go right after these guys. Uh, don't let them intimidate you. And he didn't uh, in his last start. And and kind of control your emotions. It's your first home start. Um, the building's still going to be pretty juiced, even though it is a Sunday. Um, so just kind of, you know, don't let don't let the emotions overcome, uh, and be very very aggressive. And he already showed that he was able to do both of those things in his last start. So I would just you know roll it back and, and hope to get a similar uh, a similar outcome to what he got in Chicago. But uh, yeah, just don't don't nibble. Go right after these guys. All right, well, we're going to recap the first week of Mariners baseball. They played seven games. We're going to look back on those, maybe hand out some grades and maybe some takeaways and all that good stuff. Just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar, and it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. They are low-calorie, high-protein, so replace your candy bars with these. They are better, and they are 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away 
high protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And again, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. It's a striking difference. And there are plenty, plenty, plenty of amazing flavors they have to offer mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, cho white chocolate cookies and cream. Those are just some of the great flavors they have available. So go to built.com, check them out for yourself. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at checkout for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. Lindsey is actually doing a deep dive on the Mariners farm system today. So go check that out after you're done listening to us. If you want to hear more about what's going on with the Mariners farm system, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about the Mariners farm system later on in this show. But let's look back at the uh, the Mariners first week of the season here. They dealt with a lot of crazy weather, delays, postponements. They ended up going three and four. They had a four game losing streak after going after starting the year two and oh, they had some Offensive miscues, some defensive miscues, uh, you know, it was kind of all over the place. Pretty inconsistent first week for the Mariners. It's opening week for everyone, of course. Um, so let's start with the offense here. Let's uh, let's just give a let's just give a grade, like a blanket grade here, letter grade on how you feel the offense performed through the first seven games of the year. C. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, like, look, they didn't strike out a ton. They walked quite a bit. Mm. Um, they had plenty of traffic. They just couldn't really convert on it. So I, I like the right. approach uh, for the most part, aside from a few individuals. Um, it just, you know, unfortunately, you couldn't cash it in. So it's 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 like a, a great idea. But until you can make it a reality, it's really not super valuable. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, I, I think a C is, is pretty fair. Um, you know, they didn't face like world beat world beating pitching either. So yeah. I can't really go much higher than a C. Uh, like I said, the approach was good. The end results, they, they just kind of speak for themselves. So uh, I, I don't think I can go any higher than like a C. Yeah, they had the advantage in a lot of the pitching matchups and just weren't mm -hmm. able to take advantage of those favorable matchups. And that's really the issue, along with, you know, not being able to convert, as you said, with runners in scoring position. That was a huge struggle for them. But despite that, they still scored four plus runs in four of the seven games. Like, that's not terrible. That should get you a win most nights more often than not. But... You know, especially with, you know, the bullpen uh, pitching the way that it is right now, the starting rotation looks okay. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But overall, yeah, this offense is just the at bats with uh, the bases clear have been pretty good. And then once they get guys on base, it's a lot of aggression, uh, a lot of hyper aggression, really. 
Um, a lot of, you know, three pitch strikeouts or a lot of 0-2 counts, just uh, getting a little too antsy at the plate, I feel, for a lot of these guys. You know, Mitch Haniger is one guy that we've talked about. Adam Frazier hasn't been able to convert in some chances as well. Um, there's, you know, there's been a bunch of uh, guys. There really isn't one particular person that you can just solely point the finger at. Um, is there anyone that maybe you want to give a, a specific grade to or maybe a shout out? How about actually, how about this? Let's talk about who had the best debut for the Mariners through the first week of the season. Out of all the newcomers. Uh, oh, newcomers. Okay. Uh, I mean, probably Matt Brash. Um, you're talking about hitters, guys. Hitters, I oh, mean. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, probably Winker. Uh, just a ton of walks, a lot of hard contact, mm. run into some bad luck. Um, uh, but he looks, you know, there, there's no reason for concern whatsoever. Um, yeah. Suarez really turned it up quite a bit, uh, particularly in the, in the, uh, White Sox series. Um, so it kind of looks like he, and he, he's always going to be kind of an up and down player. That's just kind of the player he is. Um, Frazier has had some bad luck. He's also had some bad at bats, not, not many, but you know, a couple sprinkled in there. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it's probably by default, it's Winker. Um, then yeah. I would probably say Suarez. Suarez made yeah. a couple nice defensive plays too. Yeah. Um, and then it's Frazier. Uh, and I, I think that's how you rank them, uh, after one week, but, uh, there's certainly things to like in all of their game right now. Um, yeah. And all of them have in some way helped the Mariners win game. So yeah, uh, not, not a bad start from the newcomers. Yeah. Julio, obviously. Yeah. Julio obviously yeah. helped you win game two. And, but you know, overall he's gotten screwed, you know, for lack of a better term <laughs> on, uh, on five uh, strikeouts on uh, bad uh, strike three calls uh, that were Very clearly bad. on the outside of uh of the zone uh jesse winker yeah like you said he's put together some really strong at bats just hasn't really uh you know the results aren't really there right now adam frazier has had a couple of moments but he's also had some uncharacteristic strikeouts over the last couple games um just you know the the quality of those at bats could be better he's also had a little bit of bad luck as well eugenio suarez has been up and down we've literally talked we literally talked about this yesterday it's you know one game he strikes out three or four times and then the next game he goes two for four with a double and a home run that's just been kind of suarez's uh thing thus far through the first week of the season um and then you know of course he had some uh, pretty uh neat uh, defensive plays over the last couple games as well. Let's talk about the pitching though. Um, well, actually, real quick. Uh, speaking of you know, shout outs for the offensive guys. Shout out to the to the catchers. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. You know, like like everyone expected, the catchers were obviously going to be the best offensive group on the Mariners through the first week of the season. Uh, Cal Raleigh, Tom Murphy, Luis Torrens have really all held up their end of the bargain whenever they've been in the lineup. I believe uh, you said this yesterday that. Uh, all Mariners catchers have gotten a ba- on base at least once in each game thus far, uh, whether it's via the walk or, or via hit or home run, what have you. Um, so yeah, they've been uh, they've been surprisingly really good at the plate thus far, and not awful behind the plate either. Um, you know, there's been you know a couple moments here and there, but overall, and hey, you know, uh, I forget was it Terenz? Or was it Murphy on that relay throw in Minnesota, the one where they lost four nothing? They actually caught a relay throw. Incredible progress yeah. has been made. <laughs> so let's talk about the pitching now. 
Uh, obviously, Marco Gonzalez didn't have a great start. Uh, Robbie Ray's kind of gotten off to a shaky start, but you know the last game can't really hold that too much against him, considering the weather conditions. Watch Chris me. Flexen, well, all right, you know Twitter is going to be all <laughs> over you again. Uh, Chris Flexen could have had a better outing in Minnesota yeah. as well, uh, but Matt Brash fantastic in his first debut uh and then uh first debut geez in his debut and then logan gilbert uh has been uh pretty solid not fantastic but but pretty solid it's been you know up and down at times uh but for the most part he leveled out especially in the first game uh, against the twins after uh any yeah. number two so yeah. look let's talk about the pitching uh starting starting rotation what are you going to give a grade for B minus B yeah. somewhere yeah. in that range. Uh, I disagree. Gilbert's look great. Um, the nice thing about Gilbert is that in his last outing, he really didn't have the slider um, working for him. It, it wasn't awful, but it just didn't have the same bite it did in Minnesota where he was dominant. Um, so, but we still saw that. Yes. The fastball is so good that it can carry him yeah. uh, against a good lineup uh, for a few innings. Um, so the fastball is still there. He still gets tremendous value out of that pitch. Um, he's been your best starter so far. I mean, granted, only he and Ray have made two starts, so right, kind of you know pointless to to really try and determine that right now. Um, but yeah, Marco was a disaster. Uh, Flexen was okay. Um, you know, had some some bad luck, some bad pitch decisions. The O two cutter yeah. for a guy who was flailing at your changeup. Command was a little off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we'll see. You know. They talked about the cold and all that stuff. It's like, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Robbie Ray has been not disappointing, but not quite Robbie Ray. Not what he was last year, which we kind of knew was going to happen. Um, but the strikeouts haven't been there yet. Uh, the the slider command in the first two starts have been poor. Um, you can blame the cold in the first one. You can blame the rain in the second one. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong to do that. But the fact still remains. He hasn't had the sharp slider. Um, yet, uh, that's been an issue. Velocity was down a little bit. He got it back up to 94 in the last few innings against the White Sox, uh, but the velo has been down slightly. Um, although we could see him feature a nice curveball actually against the White Sox there, made an adjustment, start throwing a curveball. So, uh, yeah, overall, I, I would give it a B minus B. Um, but, uh, nothing, nothing I'm overly concerned about at this stage. Well, it's obviously an A plus just because of Matt Brash. Uh, no, but seriously, it's uh, probably yeah. I, I would say B minus to a B is a pretty good spot for them. There's been some really good starts out of these guys. Uh, let's talk about the bullpen then. The bullpen has pretty much picked up right where it's left off. Honestly, I, I think I would give the bullpen an A minus, maybe a, a B plus, because um, really the the thing that's dragging maybe their numbers down right now is uh the blowout game in which they they use you know guys number seven eight nine and ten in their bullpen not you know the main guys like the 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 lead dogs in the bullpen have been great thus far for the most part diego castillo obviously gave up a run in, in chicago that that led to that win for them um but you know drew steckenrider uh paul seawald uh, andre andres munoz has been fantastic aside from the the home run that he gave up to buxton eight straight strikeouts right now for him uh matt festa kind of looks like a dude right now um so yeah a lot of good stuff going on in this bullpen despite some injuries to sergio romo and casey sadler what would you give the bullpen yeah, probably an A minus. Um, 
the only thing keeping it from being an A is that terrible. What was that Saturday in in Minneapolis? Um, it was it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Um, but you know, just kind of one of those games. Uh, right now, the Mariners bullpen uh, leads all of uh, Major League Baseball in K per nine, um, which is, I mean, obviously that's that's a great sign. That's what you want from your bullpen. They also have the uh, let's see here the fifth lowest base on ball per nine from their bullpen. Uh, it's it's been good. It, the Mariners bullpen has been very good. Um, haven't blown any leads yet. Again, the 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 guys who have pitched poorly. It's been like one outing, and I wouldn't even say they pitched poorly per se. Uh, but the bullpen's been probably the most consistent part of this team, and and you know so far it seems to pretty much have carried over from where it was last year. A uh, couple new faces, uh, but for the most part, it, it seems like it's it's relatively close to what it was last year, and that that's a really good sign. But again, it's only been a week. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're going to give you guys an update on what's going on in the uh, Mariners minor league system in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked on Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for your all, for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we have had a few games going on in the minor league season. It uh, The AAA season started on April 5th, and then the rest of the uh, minor leagues started on April 8th. And uh, we've seen some good pitching performances out of some of the uh, top Mariners' uh, young arms. We've also seen some uh, pretty good performances out of their 2021 draft class. Colby, uh, let's start with uh, some of the guys from the 2021 draft class. Edwin Arroyo, Spencer Packard, Harry Ford's obviously uh, been playing some down in Modesto and catching, of course. Uh, What have you seen down there? Yeah, the uh, 2021 draft class is certainly interesting. Um, it's far too early to draw any conclusions on any of them. Uh, but Edwin Arroyo is off to a pretty nice start, uh, which is nice to see for an 18-year-old in Modesto. Um, right now he's hitting 292 with a 414 on base and a 417 slugging. A um, couple stolen bases as well, playing some shortstop uh, down there for Modesto. Uh, switch hitter. You know, again, he's only 18. We'll see. He's probably going to stay there the entire year. I, I doubt they get super aggressive with him, um, and that's that's perfectly fine. There's no reason to really uh, rush uh, Edwin Arroyo all that much. Um, maybe the the biggest star is probably too big of a word here, um, but Michael Morales, the third round pick, is off to a really nice start. He is also in Modesto, um, 19 years 19 years old. Uh, his numbers are a bit deceiving um, if you just look at the traditional numbers he has a 579 era um, in his two starts but nine and a third innings pitched he's allowed eight base runners um, and he struck out 14 so he's also averaging uh, 1.33 ground balls to, to fly balls so ground ball pitcher who's missing bats at 19 years old in the minors um, is a really good sign modesto's defense not not been great it's it's not been great and it's led to some inflated eras but when you watch morales pitch he looks very very good uh, flashing four above average uh, pitches down there. And again, he's he's 19 years old, um, very talented Vanderbilt commit. Um, Mariners were able to kind of steal him away from Vanderbilt for a million bucks in the third 
Uh, and so far, that, that looks like a pretty worthwhile investment. Ford has been, gotten off to a pretty slow start here, but he is drawing walks. He does look comfortable at the plate, and he is hitting the ball fairly hard. Uh, again, he's 18 years old playing in, in Modesto, so yeah. there's going to be a learning curve there. But, uh, yeah, so far, the early returns on the Mariners' top picks of the 2021 draft uh, look pretty promising. And then uh, let's talk about some of just the other top guys in the Mariners farm system as a whole. George Kirby, Noel V. Marte. What has stood out from uh, those guys for you? Yeah, Kirby went down to double uh, A uh, after he lost the uh, the fifth starters job. And I don't really think it was much of a competition. It was kind of a, a courtesy competition, more or yeah. less. Um, but he went down there and he's gone down there and he's looked pretty good. Um, again, he's still trying to refine the breaking stuff. Um we saw that the breaking stuff in, in, in the majors is can still be flat at times. Um, that's really the only thing that's holding him back from pitching in the big leagues. He's going to be ready at some point this year. Um, he just had a great outing the other day. And he went five innings, gave up just two hits, struck out eight on 76 pitches. Um, he No walks because, of course, uh, touching 98 with the fastball, the curveball and the slider are actually pretty wicked as well. So it was a really good start for him. Um, Sorry, uh, it was a really it was a really good start for him, and he's off to a very nice start uh, down there in Arkansas. I doubt he's there much beyond middle of May, possibly June. Um, they're they're going to want to save some of those bullets for for Major League Baseball. So uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think he's going to be down there for long. And then. Um... Levi Stout had a decent start last mm-hmm. night as well. Uh, probably, honestly, better than decent. Uh, Adam Mako has been really good. Um, what have you seen from those guys? Yeah, Stout is a guy who it's all going to come down to his control and command. Uh, the stuff is is just as good as anybody's in the system right now. Opponents are hitting a buck sixty-two against him in Double A. Uh, he struck out eleven guys in eleven innings. He's only walked two. Um, which is good. It's a good sign for him. Uh, the fastball changeup combo for Stout is what's going to carry him to the big leagues. The changeup might be the best in the organization, if not for Devin Sweet's ridiculous changeup. Um, but it is a legit plus pitch. The slider is actually working pretty well, too. He's 96, 97 miles an hour. Uh, Levi Stout is a guy who, if he can throw strikes repeatedly, uh, he's going to be a number four, at least, in a good rotation. Um, but he's off to a really nice start down there um, in Arkansas as well. Uh, Adam Mako probably has the most helium in, in the cla- or in the in the farm system. A lot of people are all of a sudden on board the Adam Mako train, which is pretty nice because Ty, you and I were were there pretty early yeah. on. I would say, um, pretty much ever Mac- since that video of him uh, throwing, you know, up you know mid to upper nineties dropped. Yeah. What was it two years ago during the pandemic, like the start of the yeah. pandemic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he went out there and it's just one start, but he went five innings. Um, he struck out, I think it was 11 guys in, in five innings. Um, again, there's still some things to work on here. Uh, control command is, is, is the big one, but the stuff is, is going to play very well. Not an ideal size guy, so he's going to have to throw strikes. He's not going to be able to uh, survive a, you know, a four base on ball per nine type of number. Uh, but again, it's right now it's, it's, possibly three plus pitches uh fastball slider and a curveball that all differentiate from themselves it's just a matter of can he be can he get to matt brash level of control because if he can 
then he's at least a use a useful number five. And if he can get to average control, he's probably a number three um, with some upside. Again, it's just the stature is going to limit him in, in prospect talks because he's only six foot tall. Um, but he, it's really, really good stuff. And uh, it's it's different. It's a lefty who can throw 98. I mean, how do you not mm. love that? And you, our dear listener, can actually watch these guys for yourself if you want to. They, there is a minor league baseball uh, streaming package, MILB.TV. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, but uh, yeah, and the you know minor league stream qualities are not great but they have gotten better this year at least for some of the mariners affiliates uh double a arkansas's uh stream has gotten significantly better it's actually uh, pretty good looking now so uh if you you know and that's a really uh good fun team uh right now as well um uh, with george kirby levi stout etc um what about uh some of the guys down in everett i know isaiah campbell finally healthy is pitching and he's looked pretty solid he's probably uh, too advanced for that level. I would assume that he's probably going to get a uh, a promotion at some point in the uh, in short order. Yeah, you'd you'd think so. The good news is with him is that he's healthy, um, mm-hmm. which hasn't been the case since he was drafted in the second round. Uh, well, competitive round B pick, uh, which is basically the second round. Um, yeah. Noel, he hit an inside the park home run the other day. Uh, just kind of you know glided around the bases. Um, but overall, he's he's looked really good. You know, he's hitting uh, 316 with a 632 slugging. Uh, again, these are five games, so let's not go crazy here. Uh, Spencer Packard has, has absolutely crushed, yeah. and I know there are some people who are pretty high on him. I don't see it quite yet, but, I mean, hey, if the Mariners could develop this guy kind of out of nowhere, great. Um, Alberto Rodriguez is off to a very nice start as well. He's he's headed to double A here in the next month or so. Um, James Parker is kind of a fun player to watch. Um, as well from Clemson, um, off yeah. to a little bit of a slow start, as is Charlie Welsh. Uh, I don't know if you remember him. He's the pinch hitting mm. specialist yep. from uh, the University of Arkansas, who the Mariners think they can turn into at least a, a backup catcher with a little bit of a, a hit tool, which would be fantastic. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot going on down there in Everett. It's actually some pretty good pitching so far. Um, Mako, Campbell, Jimmy Joyce has kind of come out of nowhere, and, and yeah. it looks like there might be something there. Um, also somebody like Max Roberts, um, there's, it's, it's not, it's not a ton of, to go off of there on Max Roberts, but the stuff is pretty good. Uh, it's kind of a control thing with him as well. So, uh, Everett's not too bad. A lot of, a lot of interesting talents down there. I don't know how long they're going to stay down there because Campbell's going to move yeah. up. No, Noelvi's going to move up. Rodriguez is going to move up probably pretty quickly, but mm. for now it's a pretty good roster. Um, and I think, uh, obviously, you know, the Mariners go college heavy in this draft. A lot of those guys are going to find their way to Everett. So in August and September, there's going to be plenty of reasons to go to the Everett Aqua Sox games. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidian Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. You can find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And hey, if you're going to the ballpark tonight, have fun, be safe, have a great time. 
Uh, we'd love to see uh, pictures or, or whatever. Send them to us over at uh, Locked On Mariners on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Uh, thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day. Locked On MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's President Pass. It's free wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Peace.